In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to make great decisions for your dog, your dog training, and your dog owning life. And ho, 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 it's a Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) So the big thing with Christmas, and obviously number one, happy Christmas, the festive period, whether you celebrate it or not, it brings novel things for our dogs it brings novel things for us both uh tom and i we certainly celebrate the food Mm -hmm. uh we certainly celebrate the family and we certainly celebrate getting together and all of those things the food the family and the getting together can all bring uh novel scenarios that we may not have seen before whether it's that christmas pud that's sat on the side that wasn't there before and is actually fairly toxic to your dog very toxic and the chocolates and and all of the other things that are available mince pies or whether it's actually just the gatherings and the maybe lots of people around or the fact that your dog's left alone more because mm-hmm. you're away for Christmas at day or dinner or evening or something that maybe you wouldn't be doing in, in normality or yep. normal time. So Christmas brings challenges, right, yep. Tom? And the key is that you need to, at this point, think, OK, bearing in mind all of the things that are involved in, you know, Christmas Day and the lead up to Christmas and following Christmas Day and all of those things that Lauren mentioned. Does my dog have the skills to be fully part of that this year? And the answer may well be no. And that's totally fine because what you're going to do is think, well, actually, what bits of that experience do they have the skills for? And if they've got the skills for it, then brilliant. We can involve them. We can support them. We can help them out in that. If they, if they don't have the skills for certain bits of it, well, then we need a strategy for how they can not be part of that bit of it. And it might be having a chill in a different room of the house. It might be that when that particular event is going on, maybe they're, I don't know, they're spending a bit of time in the garden and then they've got a long lasting chew in um, their safe space. The point is, is that actually Christmas does require a lot of skills of our dogs, especially when it's so constant. And this is where before you get into the day, actually decide how you're going to manage your dog in that day before the chaos starts. Now, in line with planning and in line with deciding how you're going to manage that day, consider your family and consider their expectations as well. So for me, I've managed my mum's expectations. I've managed my dad's expectations. I've managed yeah. uh, my uh, partner's expectations and Eliza's expectations. Actually, this dog is not going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And this dog is not going to be part of that. And that's what we're doing because of this, that and the other 
Or what do you think? Shall we decide on this differently, depending on the family and the family involvement and how far it goes? I think if you plan it, another example for me is if anyone's bringing dogs around to your house. Mm. Uh, for me, that may or may not be suitable for a lot of people and a lot of dogs and a lot of households. And again, it's fine if it's planned in and it's not fine if it's not, because actually when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, as Henry Ford would say. And for me, I like to know roughly what's going to yeah. go on here. And, and it might seem like you're over-preparing. Like, why are you asking if you can bring your dog over? Well, Actually, for this dog, it's really important that we know if a dog's coming into the house because this is his safe space and we don't want to have a stressful Christmas. At the end of the day, if the dogs have a bit of a pop at each other, it's not going to be a fun Christmas for anyone. So if we can plan and if we can prep and if we can work out how this might go, this makes life easier. Yep, absolutely. Next thing that you might want to consider then is, okay, we're clear about what what your dog is going to do and what they're not going to be part of. And secondly, we probably need to be really clear about the family members involved, what you do want them to do and maybe what you don't want them to do. And if there are certain things going into certain... Uh, choices going into that that day where you're thinking, oh, I'm dreading, you know, my uncle doing this, or I'm dreading my brother doing this, or I'm dreading my partner doing this. Well, actually, before the event even arises, what what do we want them to do instead? You know, similarly to what we think about with our dogs, what well, what could they do? What what would they like to do? Because nobody does things with with bad intent. Nobody, you know, they're not making those choices maliciously. They might be making them out of naivety. They might be actually not bad choices, but they're just not your choices. And so the key is actually, what do we want them to do? And then actively presenting it to them as, a, okay, this is going to be their job. Like, um, what what would really help me out in the day is if you did this. And it's a not don't do, it's a you do please, so example, it's your job. Tom, you've got a lovely little niece. She's mm-hmm. dead cute. Yeah. Really cute little one. Uh, what might you ask her to do? Because yep. maybe tell the listeners how old she is yep. and maybe the so circumstance. So she's three, yeah, she's, she's about three and a half. And, um, and the, the first thing that she will want to do is she will want to have all the dogs out all at the same time, all causing chaos and um, have them out all day, every day, right? Um, and so one thing that I've done with her in the past, in fact, I did it quite recently, is that she, I put her in charge of um, making sure that the dogs get adequate rest, right? And I explained how important it is that dogs sleep. And just like us, if we don't sleep, we can get a little bit grumpy. And so it's our job together to decide who is going to rest next. So you can you can see how that changes the question of who's who, who who's coming out and for how long. Instead, it's actually, right, who needs a rest? And, and in doing that, she takes it very seriously. And she's like, right, Casino, you need a rest now. We don't want you grumpy. And therefore, Casino has to go and have a rest. Right? And I think you change that question and you change the future. You just need to ask different questions. If you don't like the answer, which was how many dogs can I have out? Well, let's have all of them out. Actually, let's change and reframe it. And I think yeah. when we reframe it, the other thing is it has a whole, oh, it has a massive ripple effect on the family. Mm. If it goes well, then all great. And if it doesn't go so well, then actually it's a little bit depressing sometimes. So I do think it really makes a difference in terms of um, allowing it to go well for the family. Now, next tip for Christmas, know that foods are a problem around Christmas. I've already alluded to a few of the problems, whether that be mince pies or whether that be uh, Christmas pud or some chocolate or just heavy amounts of food that are around that are very rich in many different ways that are very toxic for dogs. 
one thing to be aware of is as the festive spirit gets a little bit cheerful at times, I think just popping the dog in safe spaces, having safe spaces that the dog is used to using and is used to being in and it isn't a novel experience for them because they're used to being there and they're used to being there weeks before, not just the day of the event. And so for me... I don't want to be worried. I don't think for a minute that Tom's um, and I, my, my dogs wouldn't ever consider counter surfing. They would. Some of our dogs would definitely consider counter surfing. So for me, rather than be in that situation, if I know I've got a dog that may be liable to doing that, and especially when I've got like a friendly aunt who might just give them a little tidbit off the side as well, doesn't help my cause. Um, so for me, I will be uh, definitely, definitely, definitely considering those management strategies around Christmas, just because I'd never want to be in a vet's Christmas day uh, worried about my dog's um, future due to taking in toxic foods uh, or any other reason to be honest so I think where you can set yourself up for some success yeah absolutely next tip that you then might want to think about is okay what what are we going to employ our dog in on those days because there'll be plenty for them to employ themselves in and so instead what would be some some activities that that would be a little bit more beneficial it's appropriate right like what is the appropriate thing to do and I always love I was I was filming something last night for our training academy and I love watching our dogs chew Mm -hmm. like I love it it's honestly um and then we were filming filming yesterday as well for the training academy I even got our cameraman I was like go and watch him really closely he was like I've got some of this I was like more more like I love watching a dog chew like I I find it very therapeutic so they definitely find it therapeutic so actually maybe the day before Christmas they get a few less treats and maybe the day of Christmas they get a lot more chews so you can kind of Tom and I talk about this all the time across a week you do their feeding not day by day so you don't look at them and say they get the same amount every day some days we have more some days we have less less of it Tom and I have just had our big Christmas dinner Christmas get together with all of our team and actually we ate a lot it was great However, the next morning I didn't eat so much or the next lunchtime. And then in the evening, I tried really hard not to have a dessert because actually I think you've got to be a little bit aware of some days you have a lot more and some days you have a lot less. But it was a great Christmas dinner, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, oh, it was. Now, next, um, I guess, strategy that we might employ our, our dogs in might be some boundary games, right? So we might think about taking this as an opportunity to um, deliver some of our dog's daily food allowance for them lying on a bed. Bear in mind that the level that they are at now in terms of leading up to Christmas might not be the level that they can demonstrate when all your family and friends are watching and there's lots going on and, you know, there's, you know, potentially lots of enticing things around. And so maybe set you, you both of you up for success, maybe pop them on lead and maybe do their boundary games on lead in that environment, right? So that you're, in a way, you're kind of controlling the controllable. And I guess that leads on to the next one that I think is so important Think about your dog's transitions into the busy environment, because I see this so often where, you know, it's an exciting get together and maybe there are drinks glasses everywhere. And, you know, there's a big bowl of chocolates on the table and, um, you know, we've done the right thing. The dog's having a rest in a room. And then we say, okay, now um, it's time for them to come into the room and they bowl into the room. They knock over um, a glass of red wine. It goes all over the cream carpet. Everybody's in a state of chaos at this point. And it's purely, really nothing, that dog didn't do anything other than was quite excited and had a waggy tail. And what the problem was is that we didn't manage how they transitioned into that environment. And so we might pop them on lead. We might lead them over to a boundary. We might give them a long lasting chew on that boundary. And 
In doing that, it all looks so simple、um, and so seamless, and yet it replaces so many other disastrous pictures that could have happened. Now, our next one, and I think our next one is really important. You don't have to do the Christmas Day walk. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Of course, you can do it, and you can choose whether this is right for your dog or not. But you don't have to. Yeah. Now, remember, absolute dogs, we ditch the walk. We ditch the walk because we th- feel it's it's exercise and exercise where necessary and where appropriate. And you know what? We still exercise. We exercise in our gardens. We exercise with games. We exercise、uh, within our training. But we don't necessarily pop them out on a massive hike every day of the week. And if it suits your dog to be out on a big hike on Christmas Day, that's absolutely fine. So get out and hike with them. However, if it doesn't suit on Christmas Day because your dog's bucket's full, your bucket's full, you know that there'll be a million other Christmas walkers that you haven't seen all year that just appear on Christmas Day、yeah. in a certain spot. Then you know what? Don't do it. And what we'd say is you've got to do what's right for you and your dog. Don't do it because your family says. So my mum is very much like, well, Blink has to come, and I'm like, no, Blink will get trampled, mum, by the bigger dogs. She doesn't normally come, so with the bigger dogs. So actually, I don't want to be trampled by strange big dogs. She's too little for that. So you've got to do what's right for you, and you've got to do what's right for your dog. Yeah, absolutely. And so thinking about what you might need to say no to, and this is where actually just taking a moment today to think ahead to Christmas and actually think, okay, what. What am I likely to be presented with? Like, what are people going to want me to get involved in, or want my dog to get involved in? And practice saying no to those right now, because then it'll be a whole lot easier on、And、the day. <laughs> if you prep to it now, like Tom said, it just makes the whole day so much easier. Okay, my next tip, and it is a big one. It's one that I find really hard, and it's about Christmas. It's about being together with your family. Try and be really present. Present for your dog.、Mm-hmm. Present for your family. Uh, in that moment, be present with them because、yeah. we don't always get、um, time like this, and it's not necessarily a dog training tip. This is just a, a, a breath and a, a, a moment that you get together.、Um, enjoy it, whatever it might be.、Uh, try and forgive them for what they don't know,、mm-hmm. and try and forgive your dog for what he or she doesn't know either. I'm sure he's forgiving you too. And most of all,、uh, celebrate the fact that you're together because I think that whether you celebrate Christmas or not,、um, being around other people or having an opportunity to have a different dinner out or Uh, a different conversation that you might not normally. And if you're not、um, with anyone at Christmas, you know what? Check in、um, with us. Check in with all of our、um, content. Like, make sure that you have that moment to be present. I think it's really important for everyone worldwide. Yeah, and and I guess kind of a practical part of that is there'll be certain family members that you won't necessarily. Want to get into conversation with about your dog or your dog training or the way that your dog behaves? Find other cool things to talk、so、on, right? Exactly. Be prepared with a list of things that you would like to talk to them about. And when the subject starts to head towards dogs and dog training and how your dog behaves, slot one of those subjects I did this in. Only yesterday, and I went to David Attenborough.、Mm. David Attenborough was my choice, and、um, he had yeah, he was he was our choice of, of conversation. Fantastic, amazing, like talented. That's what we went to instead.、Mm. Exactly. Be ready, and in being ready, what you do is you then kind of don't have to get into those talk about one of their topics. Talk about something they're really passionate about. Talk about something they're really interested in. Don't stick to the things that you know could be potentially、yeah. confrontational when you don't necessarily have the same、Absolutely. opinion. And hopefully, what you start to hopefully what you're seeing from all these tips is that actually Christmas is a time to be enjoyed. It's definitely a time to be picking your battles. Whatever you celebrate, absolutely have an opportunity to celebrate. If anything, the world doesn't celebrate enough. 
enough. So happy Christmas, whether you celebrate in one style or another, whether it's family, whether it's friends or whether it's actually just having some alone time and enjoying the fact that you have got yeah. your dog. That was this episode of the Sexy and the Squirrel podcast. Remember, guys, to share it, like it, make sure that everybody around you knows about it. Have a wonderful festive break. And remember, stay sexy. sexy. Happy Christmas. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 100,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be in 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 